This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's Sal Capaccio. Filling up right behind the Bills bench right now with their flags and their hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 hey. Let's go Buffalo Chan. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Merry Christmas. Welcome back. Mike Schopier, Bulldog is off. Sal Capaccio on the Wester Hotline. Yes, Thursday night, Jets-Browns. Saturday night, Detroit at Dallas. That's really good. Kind of wondering why there isn't an earlier Saturday game like there was uh, this past week, but there isn't. Then full Sunday, um, and no Monday night game. Sunday night, Green Bay at Minnesota. Okay, no Monday night game uh, on New Year's. But, Sal, no days off. Mm. We will be here Mm. on, uh, on Monday the 1st. Yes, I just read that, actually. So, I mean, that's what's got to happen. I mean, well, and we're going to know a lot more about Week 18, obviously, by that time. So it makes sense to kind of break that all down. Uh, we'll see what happens. Still waiting for the official announcement from the NFL as far as playoff scenarios. But Thad Brown had a good breakdown uh, about, you know, how the Bills can get in this week. Basically a win, plus I think Cincinnati and Pittsburgh losses or a couple other losses. But uh, there's some other ones going on there. By the way, Mike, I, I would believe and I would think that the reason why um, you're not getting the Saturday earlier games in the NFL is because some of the bigger bowl games begin this Saturday. Yeah, right. So the NFL traditionally doesn't like to intrude on that. You get the Saturday games earlier in December and then in the, you know in January when you go past the bowl games, basically. But t- typically the NFL doesn't like to really go head to head or give the respect, whatever you want to call it, of those bowl games that are going on, those bigger ones. Right. Makes sense. I yep. loved this past weekend. I don't know how much of it you got to consume with <laughs> having to go to L.A. Saturday night. I mean, the, the two games Saturday, Sunday was full, and then three yesterday, and they were each interesting, I thought, at least interesting enough. Um, they did a really yeah. great job, I thought, with the schedule. Yeah. Well, listen, it was a great break for us on the you know Bills radio side and staff and whoever travels on the charter to have the Saturday night game because like I walked in my house Sunday morning at seven o'clock. Now I'm ready for all Sunday games and I got to sit back and watch everything as opposed to playing on Sunday. Like most teams, it was great to play on Saturday to have that opportunity. I didn't get to watch much of Pittsburgh Cincinnati, but I followed it while we were doing pregame and everything. And it was obviously over pretty early, and you knew that Pittsburgh was going to win. That was a really good start to the weekend for the Bills and their fans. And as Eric and I talked in the roundtable, like that game was winding down. And I said to Eric in the roundtable in the pregame show, 
Like, do players pay attention to that? He said, oh, they'll know. I mean, you know, they'll, they're going to know Cincinnati lost. And, yeah, I mean, you, you know what, what's going on here. You don't want your season to end, and that's an opportunity now for you to make sure that you get, you know, go out there and take care of your business. So I thought that was interesting. And then I watched Sunday, and everything, bam, 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 like dominoes just started falling the Bills' way, obviously. Big win for Atlanta over Indy. That was one I was watching you know, with a lot of intent, you know, just to make sure that, okay, this is a big one for the Bills. We knew that. And then, of course, you had the Browns being the Texans was a good thing for the Bills and Buccaneers over Jags. Those were the three. And then you were hoping the Cowboys beat the Dolphins. I really thought they were going to do that. Um, didn't happen. Give the Dolphins credit. It's the only one that didn't go their way. And how about the gift from Bill Belichick beating the you know Denver Broncos 26-23 late at night? None of those 1 o'clock games was close that you mentioned, really. No. I mean, Atlanta won right. easily. Um, mm-hmm. Cleveland won easily, and Tampa over over Jacksonville yeah. there. So, you know, we're talking. I think Jacksonville's in trouble. By the way, I think Jacksonville's in trouble. Did you see what they just like they, did? Uh, no, I know that there's something with Lawrence going on. I don't know. Did they make a move? They signed Matt Barkley to their active oh, roster. Wow. Yeah, to the active Wasn't roster. Barkley on the Giants practice squad. Yes. Wow. Well, that's not great news for Trevor Lawrence. They could go from the kind of. You know, favorite for the one seed, or at least very much in the mix, to out of the playoffs. And if that happens, who wins the South? Look at the AFC South right now. It is wild. Three teams tied at eight and seven: Jags, Colts, and Texans. Texans home to Tennessee this week. Yep. Carolina at Jacksonville. I mean, they got to get that game. But yeah, they're they are reeling. Um, you know, we were talking about the schedule here for a minute, and I wa- I wanted to talk to you about the Sunday night game next week. You might have been thinking about that when you said we'll have more information next Monday when we're here. Yep. We are we are doing our local shows on New Year's Day, which is was the point yep. there. Um, so Sunday night, there, there could be several interesting choices for the NFL to put in the Sunday night slot, one potentially being Bill's Dolphins. I mm-hmm. think, and you, you're the guy to ask this, I think the best case scenario, teams notwithstanding, is for that game to be between two teams, one, it's basically win and get in and lose and you're out. You agree with that? Yeah, I, I think that's better than, hey, they're both in, but whoever wins, wins the division. Yes, right? yes. I think I, I agree with you in that regard. I do think, though, look at the schedule, it still might have the most riding on it because you might only have one team win and get in for some of these games. Now, that said, that was the case kind of last year with Detroit and Green Bay. Let's remember what they did. All right, they they made a game Detroit and Green Bay where it was going to be Detroit win and get in, but then when Minnesota won, that knocked Detroit out. So all they could really do was play spoiler to Green Bay, which they did. But it did kind of make it where it wasn't as meaningful yep. that Sunday night game. So for anybody who's thinking they're got to make it where it's just got all this riding on it, that doesn't have to be the case. They didn't do that last year. They took a chance and they rolled the dice and it didn't work out for the NFL and for Sunday night football. Operationally, I get it all the time. I'm going to be asked this 100 more times this week, so I'll just make sure everybody knows right now. I'm telling you, Mike, between me and you and everybody out there, no secrets here. I have asked. No one knows what the schedule is. If anybody says, I heard it Saturday, I heard it Sunday night, they're guessing or lying. That's just the way it is. The NFL has not determined anything about Week 18, and they will not determine anything about Week 18 until after Sunday's games. Now, that doesn't mean they don't have a plan. Of course, they're probably thinking a lot of scenarios like we are here talking through it. We're not going to find out when the Bills play the Miami Dolphins until at least after 
the Bengal, the I'm sorry, the uh, Patriots Bills game on Sunday. What I mean by that is at least like four o'clock. It might not be till eight o'clock or halftime of Sunday night or even after Sunday night. And I'll even throw this in. Last year, the NFL only announced the Saturday games on Sunday, week 17, and didn't even, and the Sunday night game then was announced like late that night. They did not announce the times of the Sunday games until Monday the following. Now, that could have been, oh, actually, that was, you know what? I was thinking maybe that was because of the DeMar Hamlin and Bills. No, because that was a Monday night game. The NFL did not announce the times of Sunday games, afternoon games, until Monday after week 17 last year. Right. We only knew the primetime games. All they, all they have now is everybody's 1 o'clock, but they'll move a, a handful of games to 4 and want them to be, think of the year the Bills made the playoffs in Miami to break the drought, Baltimore mm-hmm. playing at the same time. Like You want teams to be that are in rivalries with each other, vying for spots together to be playing at the same time. So one team doesn't have the advantage of knowing how the other did. How many games will be moved to Saturday? Two. Okay. 4.30 so and 8. Get a, yeah, exactly. Last year, just to give you an idea here, what they did was they moved Chiefs, Kansas City and Vegas to Saturday last year. And the, the what that meant, it meant nothing to Vegas. What it meant to Kansas City was the one seed. Kansas City had to win that game to win the one seed. But it meant nothing to Vegas. But they put it at 4.30. And the 8-15 game was all or nothing for the AFC South. You win and in, win the division, you lose, you're out. Jacksonville won, they won the division. Tennessee lost, they were out. Right, and that did work. Because you have Kansas City and other teams, Bills or Bengals, whoever it was, with a chance at the one have the team that gets it with a win play first. Yes, if that's correct. The other team loses in front of them, then they can rest guys, and really they've already they sort of back into it and get take the day off. The league, for obvious reasons, you'd want to avoid that. So could that happen here in the AFC? It only happens if Miami um, wins in Baltimore, so that the one seed is still in play, and that's Miami and the Bills. You could have the Ravens get moved to mm-hmm. Saturday against Pittsburgh in that scenario. That might make sense. And then on the NFC side, San Francisco lost, but I still think that's theirs, isn't it? Like one more win, and they have it. Yeah. I'll give you one, Mike. I think Jacksonville could lose at Tennessee. I mean, with everything going on there. And if that's the case, like the – okay, wait. I'm sorry. Let me go this way. Sorry. Let's go back a week. I'm looking at week 17. What's Who's Jacksonville playing this Carolina. Week? Ooh, probably not. Okay, but if 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 the Panthers were to beat the Jags, then the following week might be Texans Colts winner wins the division, loser completely out. That would be a that would be the Sunday night game. I would Sunday say. night it's exact same same thing they did last year with that same division, and and I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, that would be Carolina would have to beat uh, Jacksonville for that to happen. Well, there are a handful of teams like Cincy, um, Green Bay. Minnesota, not Detroit. Detroit's already in, but there's a handful of teams that could be in a win-and-in scenario, and it still means something to the other team. The other thing I'll say is with Bills-Dolphins, it now if the Ravens beat the Dolphins, obviously, and the Bills win, they're playing for the division. If the Bills lose or if the Dolphins win, Week 18 does not mean anything to either team uh, other than it, it could mean they could still, the Bills could still clinch a spot. They could. They could only mean seeding, which then it completely takes the luster off that game. It does, uh, or it would. Looking at Jacksonville yeah. the other way, if they beat Carolina, which is more likely, right. then they could move to Saturday. You know, Indianapolis and Houston yep. may or may not still be live for wild card. 
Um, that would be an interesting game in week 18. Well, there's nothing more interesting than schedule spec wild <laughs> wild speculation about scheduling changes in the NFL. Uh, I, I won't. I was going to, but I won't ask you now about next year's Week One uh, primetime games. <laughs> okay. th- 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 I suppose. We'll that. I suppose that can wait. I asked Eric Wood earlier. We got to be kind of quick now on the game in L.A. Just was that a game where you would just say, "Hey, turnovers can make any game close." I mean, the Bills did not just rack up yards against L.A. They punted several times. Uh, it wasn't really clean offensively. In addition to the turnover so what did you make of the performance well yeah but i i think why did they what what happened on those turnovers i don't i think they played a little lackadaisical lackluster um you know they did not have their best stuff especially early on and look it was a short week they had to fly across the country they are coming off a very big emotionally high win against a team that had 10 days to be in la and wait for them fired their coach they had, were embarrassed the week before. So I thought that you'd get that from L.A., that you'd get an inspired performance. But to me, it's still you made it too much too close than it should have been. But talking to some guys in the locker room, they did say that they felt it was a challenging week. Um, a few of them. You know, Ed Oliver's like, I'm tired. He goes, what time is it in Buffalo right now? We're like, ah, it's like midnight. He's like, yeah, that's what I mean. I'm tired. Um, you know, so it was it, it was a challenging week in that regard. I still don't think they 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 played their best football. Obviously, they could have played better but they did enough to win. And yes, the turnovers were the biggest reason for that. But why the turnovers happen, like you can't put the ball on the ground. You got to be better than that if you're James Cook. You got to be better than that if you're Deontay Hardy. Uh, Josh, even from the get-go, I didn't think Josh played all that great. The first pass of the game, uh, he turns and fires to Stephon Diggs in a wide receiver screen. It's off the mark. Next pass is off the mark, too, to Stephon. Like those are just the little things that start adding up. And then you get a team that is not only playing inspired, but throwing everything at them. I mean, they went with trick plays and new formations. So I think all of that just added up, Mike, to one of those games where you're just lucky to you know, breathe a little bit and get out of there with a win and go on to the next week. You see those, you know, as you call them, missed throws, Allen to Diggs. Yeah. Of course, that can happen. That can work both ways. Where I saw this with Rashi Rice and Mahomes yesterday where Rice stops and Mahomes throws it to where he thought he was going. They both throw their hands up. I mean, Allen and Diggs have been together a long time, but if Diggs is hurt, or just, you know, miscommunication or something. It can look like a misthrow when it isn't. I just wonder about Diggs here, Sal. Keep asking, right? Like, where where's the big play, let alone a big mm-hmm. game? I mean, they're throwing to him pretty short. Um, do you do you ask yourself if you think he might be injured? No, I don't. I don't I don't think he might be injured. I think he's been so durable throughout his career, and he's not in the injury report. I don't see anything that suggests that. He gets banged up usually once a game where he comes out for a second, and then he goes back in. I don't think that. I just I think there's a lot of things at play. I, I, I do think that teams are focusing more on him. They know that he's the biggest part of the Bills' pass game, and the Bills have to find ways to get it to other people, which they've done, but they have to do that if you shut him down. Um, I think that he is having trouble separating in man-to-man coverage oftentimes. But when he does, Josh has to make a better throw like the deep ball. Now, I know that's not an easy throw for Josh to make. He's running left. I get it. But that's one where Josh Stefan had his man. Like, if you just lay it out there, he probably has a touchdown. So you, you got to hit him on those. When those opportunities present, that's what you have to do. You know, he had, he had eight targets. It's not like he's not throwing it to him. It, it seems like when he has these less games, in which they've, they've happened now, what, four games in a row, whatever, it's not that he's not getting targets. There's not always on the same page, but I think all of those things are mattering. 
Um, but hey, on the final drive, you had a couple passes that, especially that third down, the third down, the rifle off to the right sideline there, huge. And that's one where they, yeah, they, huge. They were on the same page there, and you know that's still in there. But I don't ask myself if he's injured, Mike. I just, it's a long season. He's not the youngest guy in the world. I think teams have kind of figured out a little bit of how to play him versus the rest of the offense and making the Bills do other things. We could take him away. And he's not a man-to-man separator. He's a great, great route runner. You know, but a lot of things, he, I think he said it best a few weeks ago. He said he's working his tail off to get open. Teams are, you know, doing things against him. He said and even when he gets open, other things have to go right. You have to have the protection. You have to have the throw. Everything's got to go. And it just it hasn't quite been right there the last month or so. If he, whether you want to call it an injury or just has slowed, you're talking about the wear and tear of the season, that's yeah. another way where a pass can look like it's a half yard off, especially if it's yep. a deep ball. Because Allen is expecting, like, why would he keep missing on digs the pass of davis is perfect on the run you know small sample but a slight decrease a slight decline in his foot speed and you could have those that's what it'll look like um i'm out here with 40 times on him like i don't i don't know if that's actually the case but it is interesting how long it's been since he's really smashed and i guess i have to admit i'm relieved that he hasn't blown up i don't want to sound like i would say i would expect that either but you know, one thing about this year with him was a lot of drama before it started and even into the season a little bit. Let's just you kind of ha- you kind of think a lot of people would say he's got to get the ball. He just he has to get the ball or else we could have a problem. And he hasn't gotten the ball as much. And I don't know of any problem. I you as well. I know you do interviews in other markets and national and I do these. And it's amazing that almost every time I go on one of these spots, I'm asked something to the effect of, is Stefan Diggs going to be okay with not getting all these targets? Is <laughs> Stefan Diggs going to be okay with lack of production? Is Stefan Diggs going to blow up on Josh Allen? They ask me a question like that almost all the time. And my basic response is, well, what evidence do we have that he would do that since it hasn't happened? It's been here four months. It's been a whole season. There's been times where he hasn't. And I don't know. I mean, so, yeah, we can all think, well, could it happen? But it hasn't. And there's been no evidence. And all he does is keep telling everybody, I just want to win. So did you watch the mic'd up segment on Josh this week. No. Okay. I just watched it last night. Josh Allen was mic'd up. He didn't know he was mic'd up, by the way. It's kind of funny. Like, he didn't even know he was mic'd up. But I guess that's what, like, when they mic him up, he's like, I don't want to know. And then they, they tell him later he was mic'd up. Hmm. So Josh is mic'd up, and you could hear him and other people. So they go, and the, the Bills put the mic'd up segment out. I thought it was really interesting. At the very end, he's standing. He, here's a game in which Stefan had eight targets, Five catches, whatever, 40 yards, whatever he had. He wasn't that productive, didn't score a touchdown. The Bills struggled on offense for a lot of the game. And at the end of the game, and you'd think, maybe that's the kind of game. Even, you know, before the game's over, maybe that's the kind of game. Oh, he's stewing, he's going to blow up. Well, I want everybody to go watch that mic'd up segment. Because at the end of the game, um, the, the, the Chargers have the ball, I assume. They don't show who has the ball, but it, it's clearly, well, obviously they do. The Bills are on the sidelines, duh. But anyway, the Chargers had the ball. It's the last series. Stefan and Josh are standing next to each other on the sidelines. And Josh says something the fact of, oh, my God, come on, let's get this. Let's do it. And Stefan just so calmly just looks at him and goes, we got this win. Don't worry. Something like that. Smiling, like telling Josh to relax a little bit. I just thought it was great for this conversation. And it made me think about that. And I'm like, these are the kinds of things people don't want to see, don't see. And we, we aren't privileged privileged to see that a lot but we were in this instance it's on the mic'd up segment it's near the end of the game it's great and like i said they're standing next to each other josh is kind of looking a little nervous he says something stefan looks to him he's like 
ah, we got the win. Don't worry about it. I think it's really interesting that Allen doesn't want to know if he's wearing a mic. <laughs> I know, I, right? I, I know. did not know that, and I would never have guessed it. But I think I love it because yeah. I, was, I was just listening to a podcast, not a sports podcast, where a point was made, you know what, you own your words. If, if I'm mm-hmm. being recorded or I'm not, if I'm tweeting or I'm not, like, you said it, you need to own it. And I really love That's that. right. You know, because you just want to be sort of real all the time. And so put a mic on me or don't. I'm going to say the same stuff, which would also tell you he's not too worried about saying the wrong thing, which is great because he's he's got a job to do. You wouldn't want to be distracted and undone by that. So, yeah, go ahead. Put a mic on me. What's the difference? Yeah, and of course, you know, there's going to be editing, and I'm sure there's you know words yep, in there they yep. don't want to use, and That's right. and you're near people who are saying things you don't want. In fact, I will say one time like that, there wasn't much bleeping out, but the one time there was some bleeping out was when he scored and he's he's laying on the ground, the second rushing touchdown, and he's saying expletive get off of me, get get expletive off of me, and then he gets up and he's like going, you know, woo, let's go. There's a lot of that. There's just a lot of you could see Josh is a different kind of leader than a lot of like he's not a. Forgive me here. He's not a Tom Brady kind of leader where, you know, Brady's just in these guys' faces and you think he's mad or whatever. You know, I don't know who you want to compare him to, but sometimes you don't you don't see that from Josh. We get calls, right? Well, Josh should be in someone's face in the sidelines. Go watch the mic'd up. You'll see what I mean. He's a he's a like positive reinforcement kind of leader. You know, That's what he is. You you want a comp? He's so often been compared to Cam Newton for his physical gifts. Newton was like yep. that. And yep. there are some famously great Newton mic'd up moments remember the time was it it was in carolina where a linebacker made an adjustment pre-snap and newton started talking to him yes. oh you did your homework yes. and he threw for the touchdown anyway like oh he, my god that's right i remember that he, that's he was right. beautiful like that so hmm, maybe that's right another reason go, go, to like I, that it was really good the bills do a great job with that stuff and i i just i think people should go watch it it was josh being mic'd up it's 14 minutes long um i i really think you get a a good insight to what kind of leader he is with his team and how he talks to guys and how they respond to him and respect him in that regard. Um, but also the Stefan Diggs stuff, like watch the end of it. It was really interesting. I mean, 14 minutes though, really? Just oh, yeah. 14 minutes. a lot in there. When am I going to well, get you know, my pre-game. schedule talking? It's, it's uh, pre-game. You and, are- and by the way, at the end, he does. You can hear him say something like, oh, I was mic'd up. Like he had no idea. You are right to point out it needs to be said how the Bills control it. So they're not going to make him look bad no matter what is said on the field. But This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. 
News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Still, like the, the fact that he's at ease with it, I think is good. Very good. Thank you, Sal. Nice to uh, talk to you again. All right. You too. Thanks. Sal Capaccio with us, brought to you by New York's only outlet liquor. Your place to buy a case, outlet liquor. What's your outlet? Ross Tucker today as well. That's coming up at 5. Lines are open now for you. 803-0550 to call in. Talking playoff picture. Had time for a couple calls the first hour. Both really interesting uh, talking about where we are headed here. Good for you if you didn't give up on this season at 5-5 five and five because the Bills' playoff odds have turned excellent. Mike Schopier back after sports on WGR. I told this to him in the locker room. Season, game online, 14 is going to be our go-to target. He knows that. I think everybody in the world knows that. And for him to just, again, put his head down, he's been working hard, and it was uh, the biggest play of the game, in my opinion. Josh Allen on Gabe Davis. Boom bust. Boom. Saturday night in L.A. The big one, and I was starting to worry. It's their fourth possession of the game. It's 10-0. Some challenges defensively. A couple of penalties. A spunky Charger team. And, like, where are we? That's even before the turnovers. Well, maybe it's not before the hardy uh, punt return fumble. But it's before. I mean, Cook ends up fumbling twice in this game once the Bills recover it. The next play is a pick. <laughs> they got away with they got away with it Saturday night. Nine and six, New England, and then Miami to close, and then the playoffs. Bob is with us next. Hi, Bob. Hi. I'm a, I've had tickets, season tickets since nineteen eighty nine. And in regular seasons games, I've only missed about four All right. of those years. All right. Um huge fan. I also watched the mic uh listened to the and watched the mic up segment late last night. And it's just always so inspiring. I love when they come out. But right from the tunnel, Josh is is cheering about Big Dog. That's going to be the cheer today. And he's like, but all through the game, he is just so, and it was cool that he didn't know that he was um, mic'd up. So I just uh, want to reiterate what Sal said. And something you said earlier that I never thought of is that the players on the team that don't don't feel like, they're responsible for losing all those Super Bowls. And I never thought of it like that because this is such, so newer. But I've been hanging in there for a while, sometimes feel like a uh, whipping post, you know, because <laughs> I went to the Lamar game, I went to KC 13 seconds, and I don't want to, um, you know, I don't want to give up at this time in my life because they're so good and they have it. It looks good on paper. Yeah. But I just, I also recommend – Checking that out, you see on the sidelines Murray, you see um, Diggs, and what a cheer. I thought way back when people were worried about Diggs, he was the first one to dive out there in the snow when they won that overtime game. Um, <laughs> so he's, uh, you know, I know it looks bad sometimes with what some of the stuff they catch him saying, but he's all team, and uh, I just can't be happier that he's on our team than Josh, both of them. They're, you know, they you that. That segment of them on the sidelines and, you know, just being so into it. And even Mitch Morris takes the offensive line around, and you can hear him talking to the offensive line. They have a little hug, and he, Josh says, oh, let me get in here. So it's just uh, some good 
team camaraderie going on at the right time, and hopefully they can continue to do their thing. Good. Hey, Bob, if you if you don't mind me asking, so you've been a season ticket holder since 1989. Correct. You said you've missed maybe four games. I want to guess. Correct. I want to guess that you remember which games they were and would remember why you didn't go. Oh, absolutely. The first one was on uh, the 19th of December. I was in a friend's wedding. Um, this year? One... No. When? When? What year? Oh, that was early. Um, I'm going to say like about uh, early. Okay. Probably about 94, 95. Okay, fine. Um, I, I I missed the really bad blizzard game at the end of the season when we were playing Indy. Not the one that was mm-hmm. really bad, the, the second to last one from mm-hmm. now. Um, season finale. That was, pardon me? Season finale. Yes, it was probably like two, uh, somewhere like maybe 210, two, you know, we were, we were bad. Yeah. And I thought, you know, but at, at that time I thought, you know, one Bills drive would not open the next day if I wasn't at the game. Mm. I sit in 205 <laughs> and I was just like such a cheery. I paint my head and face for every game, you know. I just um, I'm a diehard, and I just never think they're going to lose. I got nervous when uh, the Chiefs or the Chargers went ahead. I wasn't nervous the whole game because I thought, well, they're just not finishing, and the Bills are going to come up. But that got me a little nervous. But I'm glad we got back to it and could stop them. But um, yeah, yeah, I can't remember the other two. One was at the end; it didn't matter. But I thought, like, if I miss a game and I'm not sick or something like that, that's you know. But I can't remember the other two. Okay. But All right. It's not like there was any type of uh, big – we weren't in the hunt or we weren't in yeah. the, the – you know, during the bad years. What what goes through your mind? What are your emotions? And this is going to be years ago now. But some of those years where, you know, they weren't, they weren't ever the worst team in the league. But, you right. know, you're sitting there – Bulldog and I have talked about these kinds of games a lot, especially back then, where you're like five and eight. And the stadium is maybe two thirds full, if that. And you know, you're watching them. You love them like nobody else, right? I mean, you're that guy. But it's just kind of depressing, right? Like, there's nothing on the line here, really, and it's maybe even hard to enjoy wins for some. Um, I mean, those might seem like a long time ago, those days, but they're not really that long ago. No, they're not. I think I was spoiled when I first got tickets with Kelly and how good we were. You know, like. I mean, the second when we won the second AFC championship, I had to leave my seat and go down on a platform because I couldn't sit anymore. And I just was like beside myself because, you know, we were that good. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, my God, we're going back. So, you know, who's going to beat us? And then, unfortunately, we figured out a way. I, I was I was thinking about that day yesterday. So that's the Denver game you're talking about in 91 season. And yeah. I was thinking Carlton of, Bailey with the interception at the end. Carlton Bailey. I was in the end zone at the other end. So that play okay. happened way way over there. I was thinking about that game yesterday watching the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it was just like why can't we do anything now? What happened here? Why can't we get a first down? That was that game. That was that right. game. Right. Yeah, that was and I I'm a retired school teacher from Buffalo. I actually, Carlton Bailey and another Bill would come to my school to read. So mm-hmm. I wrote on the bulletin that next day, thank you, Carlton, for, like, you know, winning the game for us. So, And then you guys talked last week about the Dallas night game. Okay. Um, when we when we intercepted four interceptions, then we ended up giving the game back to them. Yep. 
I was there with my nephew, who's like, a, you know, he's 40, but he paints his face. You know, he's a pretty big Bills fan, and I was irritated that, you know, it's like, oh, these people look like they're out here for a date on a Thursday night. They're not cheering, you know. <laughs> and he said to me, Uncle Bob, you got to remember, these people probably never saw the Bills good. So it's hard for them to be as passionate as you. But I, I gave right. me a second to think, oh, he's right. But I like, you know, because they weren't cheering on defense every time or, you know, like, you know, it was just too. Well, so, I will I part- will tell you, I'm really enjoying this conversation. I will tell you, thank my, you. my re- thank you. My reaction to that is that is a very familiar take to me. And it's kind of around those years when everybody kind of got started with the tables, right? Like a few, maybe a right, few years yeah. later, but to, <laughs> I have never warmed up to that because to me, that's always been a sign of a fan base that like your team is just not relevant, right? Like you got to, right. you got to find ways to entertain yourselves because the game is not that important. And that was, that is not a criticism of the fans. I mean, I wouldn't blame anybody for sort right. of checking out in that way. And you, you'd wonder about the future, like it's still Ralph Wilson, and where is the Toronto games are starting to happen? And exactly. The, yeah. And the fans are just out here, you know, just messing around because the game doesn't matter to them. Right. And yeah. It's lost some it, purpose. <laughs> it's it's funny. It's always been funny to me how that sort of shifted, and now all that nonsense in the tailgate is sort of like connected to the Bills' success. That the, yeah. the 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 fans are so you know so crazy and rabid and loyal and everything that um, I mean look at look at this scene here but it really to me started when we just didn't care about the game anymore. I agree, and then it was embraced. So like you know, sure. for example, um, Andre Reed jumping out of a tree onto a table when we were almost going to the you know championship, or and then the Pro Bowl and you know what uh, Diggs did off the truck for like his passing you know competition going through a table <laughs> it's kind of been yeah um not withheld but you know the word behold the fans have beholded it i, I know that's not the right you're language, okay but you you got what you're I mean. okay hey bob thank <laughs> yeah. you thank you you're welcome all right uh april is next hi april hi april um, I'm a diehard Bills fan here. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to say I agree that the mic up was so awesome. <laughs> um, it was just so nice to see Josh, like, so alive, having so much fun. Like, while we were all nervous and shaking in our boots, he was really having a good time out there. Like, on the, the second touchdown drive, he was screaming, like, attack, 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 ambush, ambush. It was just so hyped up and fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, I agree, like, um, on the sideline, there was a lovely interaction between him and Seth Diggs, like, at the end. He told him, chin up, we got this. And it was just like, yes, like, put an end to all the lies. There's no conflict between the two. And I'm just so excited that our Bills went through their struggles, like, early in the season, and now we're flourishing. It was kind of cool to see, like, Mahomes unraveling, throwing picks last night. Like, we're we're in our prime doing great right now. So, let's go, Bills. <laughs> Thanks, April. I got to say again, like I, I didn't, like I told Sal, I didn't know about that mic'd up thing or that Alan apparently doesn't want to know if he's being mic'd up. It's the Bills media, right? So there's just no way it would ever not look positive. I bet the Carolina Panthers do mic'd up, and I bet everybody seems like they're just great friends and everything. This is not to doubt the authenticity of it. 
It's just you're only going to get. It's really, I think, a sad thing about sort of the state of media is that gradually more and more of the message is controlled by the teams. So you get less critical analysis. You get less, um, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, controversy, I guess, maybe. I'm not sort of craving controversy, but it's interesting. And, you know, these days it's just rarer when you get – because the team, even – I don't mean like us necessarily because we've had I and mean, we we talked to Tyler Dunn about the Sean McDermott expose and you know I, I I'm comfortable with how we do it, but it's still like the team is a partner of ours too. Like you still have some conflict and talking about you know people call in. This happened a couple of weeks ago. Why doesn't McDermott get tougher questions at the press conferences? And maybe Bulldog said, well, one reason might be they th- can threaten your access. They decide what's too tough a question. We talked to Sean McDermott on this show for two or three years. He thought some of our questions were out of line, and I thought that was ridiculous. So, like, you could lose access. McDermott left us, walked away, went to the morning. Um, yeah, so there's just all with all the money that the teams are worth and all the power that they have, they have you know, so much control over the message and they do their own that I think to most fans don't look any different than independent. Mike up is a Bill's show. So of course he's going to look happy and all of that. Not to say you shouldn't like it or that you should question it. Just yet you should know, I, I think it's good to know sort of well, where, who's telling me this. I say, I think that about everything. Isn't that important? In terms of media consumption, who is actually telling me this? Who is telling me, whether it's good or bad, what this is? And that's just like critically important to know about serious things, maybe not like football, but about news news events. Just like who is the one, what, what, what is their agenda? What it's Sometimes people go, I think, too far with that, but it's important to have some perspective on that. And so now, now we're living in a time where the NFL is just all-powerful and – any sort of critical anything can be met with resistance and, you know, all right, well, you're out. We don't need you. Who, who really do they need in the media for any, anything, right? N- nobody's above them. Nobody's even like that important a figure that the Bills couldn't live without them. They would easily, you know, they could. I'm not saying they would, but they could make a move on somebody like that that they think is too, too critical toward them. Maybe that's Tyler, you know, like Tyler wrote in his piece that he doesn't have access to the bills and, you know, that it might be because he's been critical of them, you know, on a national scale, by the way, at that. 803-0550 for your calls. Ross Tucker coming up just after five. Mike Shope here on WGR. Welcome back. It's been fun today. Already chatted. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. With Eric Wood, Sal Capaccio, Bob, April, Chris, Luke, you know. Christmas, uh, post the day, day after Christmas. Why complicate it? Day after Christmas. Exhausted, though. Because that's pretty typical, especially if you go to work early, like I don't. I'm fortunate to not have to sort of get up this morning and just sort of get back at it like a lot of, a lot of you would. But um, great day, tiring one uh, for sure. Plus all that email I had to delete from being off for uh, several days. So much to talk about with the playoff races and just the season overall. The MVP race, Ross Tucker will be on with me in about 10 minutes, and we'll do uh, that and more. Bulldog is off this week. Josh Allen is third where I saw at Bet Online. Um, again, this is not one where we in New York State can bet on our phones like they can in many other states. We can't, we're not allowed to bet awards. It's not really sports. That's the way the, the law basically has it. That it's not really a sporting event. Who gets wins the vote for the MVP? So we're not allowed to bet it. It's my favorite. Might be my very favorite uh, topic, like betting topic to listen to have dis- be discussed. You know, whether that's Joe Ostrowski's show or Trista's show, anywhere. I mean, you better you bet. Establish the run where they're talking about the awards markets all the time. And so I, I like how that gets analyzed and discussed. It's interesting to listen to, I think, but we just can't play it. I didn't mention this with Sal earlier, and I, I wanted to because I pushed back once at him about this possibility when I brought up the MVP and Bulldog was here, and one of them might have mentioned Tyree Kill and another McCaffrey. I'm like, you guys, it's not going to be won by a non-quarterback. This is a quarterback award. That's it. It's fine to mention these guys, but they're not really going to win. Christian McCaffrey is the second favorite. Well, his quarterback busted hard last night, so he's out of the way. And McCaffrey had another fine game. He, I guess like you're just going to think, well, he's more to do with the 49ers' success. I think he always was, or Debo, whoever you want. They have so many good players. You could pick from a few of them, I think, to make that point. But last night happened, and it's on the same field as Lamar Jackson. Purdy goes way down the list. Lamar goes right to the top. He's the favorite now, McCaffrey is second, and Allen is third. And look, he's very live for it, as we've kind of thought all year when he had huge odds earlier, just like the Bills and the playoffs and everything. He's very live for it. New England and Miami to finish. Jackson is in the lead, but that's been the kiss of death this year. Like seven guys have been in the lead, and most of them have just sort of had bad games after their team lost. And he's got a tough test in the Dolphins here, and really – He's not having an amazing year stat-wise. Like He's a great player. The best thing he's got going for him for the MVP 
is his team is the one seed, and he is really the star. Whereas Brock Purdy, you know, it's a diff- very different formula there. It's a very different situation. So makes sense, but he's not done. Jalen Hurts has been in and out. Dak Prescott, the, the Cowboys had that game here when he was like, maybe in the lead or tied for the lead before that Sunday where they lost to the Bills and really just were not were not close, did not compete in that game. And that cost him. I thought he was really good against Miami. Like they they didn't get there losing on that field goal at the end. But I, I thought Prescott made some great throws in that game. A win there would have looked really nice on him, maybe too late against going around around this year. But right now it's Jackson and Allen is still in it. Mike Schopier, Bulldog is off. Ross Tucker next. This is WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on and podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.